Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. I do appreciate you joining me on the program today. And we are going to be beginning at the cross of Christ. If you have your Bible available to you, please turn with me over to the book of Galatians. And we'll be in the end of the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 6, starting at verse 14. The word of God says this. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them, and mercy, and upon the Israel of God. Amen. From Galatians chapter 6. And uh, we have this book of Galatians in the Bible, and uh, we understand historically it was written by a man named Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course. And this man, Paul, uh, had quite an interesting life. And he went from being a man who persecuted the church, who did great violence to the church, who was uh, doing violence to the church to the point where he was giving consent. We have him in the book of Acts, giving consent to the death of a man named Stephen, who was one of the first deacons in the in the early church. And Stephen preached Christ, and ultimately, um, ultimately he was stoned to death. And Paul was one of the men who was giving consent to his death there in the book of Acts. And Paul was persecuting the church. He was doing a lot of violence to the church. He was casting a lot of Christians into jail. Uh, but uh, one day, Paul was on the road to the city of Damascus. And uh, we have his uh, account of his conversion in the book of Acts as well, where, he, where Jesus actually spoke to Paul. And Jesus said, Paul, Paul, why persecutest thou me? And at the end of that conversation, at the end of that interaction, Paul was a changed man. You see, Jesus had an impact. He had a clear impact on Paul. And long story short, Jesus put Paul into the ministry. And Paul went about preaching the very Jesus that he had persecuted. He had persecuted the church. Uh, but Paul went about preaching Jesus. And people were amazed at that because Paul was somebody who persecuted Christianity, which with such a force and such a zeal, and now they have they see him right in front of him and they hear about him going around preaching the same Jesus and bringing people to Jesus, and uh, eventually churches start sprouting up. And uh, Paul had uh, Paul had a, a very great hand in that. The Lord used him in a mighty way. And the Book of Galatians, what we call the Book of Galatians, uh, historically was a letter to Christians in the region of Asia Minor. And by all accounts, historically, the people of Galatia were a very zealous people themselves. And they received the gospel from Paul with a, with a type of zeal. And what we read in chapter 6 is Paul's ending of that letter. And we'll read it one more time. God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them, and mercy, 
and upon the Israel of God. God forbid that I should glory, said Paul. And uh, humanly speaking, Paul um, might have a lot to glory about. He was very, very well educated, and uh, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, he says in other letters. But all of that, he says, God forbid. God forbid that I should glory. God forbid that I should glory in anything, anything at all, save except for in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Paul was indeed a changed man by Jesus Christ. And that same Jesus Christ has an impact on people today in America in 2019. And Jesus Christ has a definite impact on people. If, if you encounter somebody who's been born again, they have been, they have met the same Jesus Christ as Paul met. They have trusted in the same blood. They have trusted in the same resurrection. They have trusted in the same Jesus Christ. And no matter where we come from, no matter if we're highly educated or highly successful, uh, no matter if, we're, if we don't even have a high school diploma, no matter what background we're from, no matter what, what country we're from, no matter what race we are, no matter where we are, what walk of life that we have, we can say this with Paul, and indeed we ought to say this with Paul. God forbid that I should glory. God forbid that I should glory in anything else save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on, that sentence goes on. It says, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Wow. Don't read that too quickly now. By whom the world is crucified to me and I unto the world. Friend, understand that if somebody was crucified, they were accursed. The act of crucifixion itself and I can't overstate this, the act of crucifixion itself was a death sentence in the Roman Empire. If somebody was crucified, that, that person had received a death sentence, and it was carried out in crucifixion on the cross. And it, it was not an easy death. It was uh, quite an excruciating death. As a matter of fact, that's where we get the word. But it was, it was agonizing, it was painful, and it was slow, and it was torturous. But the cross had a finality to it. It had an absolute finality to it. If somebody was sentenced to be crucified, it, it, was, it, was, a final, it was a final sentence. And added to that, you see, Jesus himself was crucified. Added to that, the fact that the law of Moses said, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. And Paul had actually referenced that back in Galatians chapter 3. So we've got the death sentence of the Roman Empire compounded with, and uh, you might say that the, that the law of Moses had a stronger force, compounded with that the law that God had handed down, given through Moses, and that uh, the Jews of, of the day, um, many of them were still living under that law. The law said that if you were hung on a tree, that you were cursed. And so Jesus uh, humanly was given a death sentence, and he was made a curse uh, for us. He was made a curse in the eyes of his father when he was bearing the sin of the world. And Paul is saying, well, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, hallelujah, Jesus Christ, well, when you look at him, and when you look at what he's done, when you look at the fact that he bore the sin of the world, 
uh, he, without hyperbole, uh, took, took all of the hell that we deserve. He was made a curse for us in the eyes of God. And he took the entire wrath of God upon sin, upon himself. And he gave up his life. He, he, he gave up the ghost. He laid down his life. He died on that cross. And hallelujah, it didn't stop there. But on the third day, he rose again. Uh, but when you look at just the cross itself, when you look at just the cross itself and what Jesus Christ did, the things of the world, they do grow strangely dim compared to that. All human accomplishment, all human effort, all human reason, all human philosophy, it all just sort of pales in the fact that the Son of God himself stepped down from glory, was born of a virgin, grew and, and then bore witness to the truth and then laid down his life for the sin of the world. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus Christ died for sinners. Jesus Christ died and, you know, and the Bible says that, you know, he didn't come for the righteous. He didn't come to call the righteous, but he came to call sinners to repentance. See, Jesus Christ died for the murderer, for the blasphemer, for the adulterer, for the idolater, and that's one of the most common sins in America right now, idolatry. But Jesus Christ died. He died for the sinner. And when you look at that, and when you look at, at Jesus Christ, the fact that he is holy, the fact that, uh, that there was no evil found in him, there was no lawlessness found in him, there was no wickedness found in him, there was no deceit found in him, there was no hypocrisy found in him, there was nothing of sin, there was nothing wrong found in Jesus Christ when he was crucified, and yet still he submitted himself to the cross. Paul was saying, oh, God forbid that I should glory in, in, in anything else. God forbid that I should glory in anything that I've done, anything that I've said, anything that I believed. Uh, God forbid that I should glory in even my best intentions. But God forbid that I should glory except in this. Save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. And friend, that is as absolute as the cross was. What comes after the comma here in, in this sentence, what, the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, comma, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. You see, there's a finality there. You see, friend, uh, there, there is a finality when you are saved. There is a finality when you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, when you trust in him, when you trust in the work that he did, and when you trust in the blood that he shed, when you trust in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you trust in the gospel, when you trust in the good news, when you trust in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ and, what, and who he is and what he has done for you, when that blood that was shed on the cross is applied to you, when you, when you receive his Holy Spirit, when you receive it from him, there's a finality. There's an absolute finality. You see, by faith, and this is a bit of a mystery, but by faith, you are crucified with Christ. By faith, that crucifixion is applied to you. Now, Paul would write in the book of Romans, um, uh, and I'll miss the exact wording of it, but our, but our, our old man is crucified with Christ that the body of sin might be destroyed. 
But by faith, you are crucified with Christ. And that, that is a finality. You see, by faith, uh, all of your flesh, all of your sin, all, your entire sin nature, your, your entire old, old person is crucified with Jesus Christ. And that changes your relationship with your flesh, what the Bible calls the flesh which is fallen, which is sinful, which can't do anything but sin. But hallelujah, God puts his Holy Spirit in there and God locks it in. But this changes your relationship with your flesh because you're, you're made into a new creature, you're a new creation, and you have a new spirit, you have a new heart. And that all comes from the Lord. That, that does not come from human effort, but that comes from the Lord. But it changes your relationship with the world as well, by whom the world is crucified unto me. And the world means like the whole demonic fallen system uh, that's, that, that we're under right now. Now the entire system of the way things work in the world. By whom the world is crucified unto me. <clears throat> you see, you were crucified with Christ. And Jesus Christ, you know, he is the instrument and he is the means by whom the world is crucified to you, by whom the, the entire fallen society is crucified unto you. You know, Christian, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. And hallelujah, it's, it's a, and there's, there's this wonderful thing when all of a sudden, you know, the alcohol just doesn't have the appeal anymore because of Jesus. All of a sudden, the profanity, the swearing, the cursing, it just doesn't have the appeal. All, all of a sudden, you know, a dog-eat-dog -dog business, just trying to get ahead, looking out for, num for number one, that just doesn't have the appeal anymore. All of a sudden, and lying doesn't have the appeal anymore because, because you're made to love truth. Because Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, all things are new. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, I used to be this pathological liar, but now I love the truth. I used to love to cheat on my wife. Or I used to love to cheat on my husband. But now, I, but now I love faithfulness because that's who my God is. I used to not be able to stand my kids. But now, hallelujah, God has made me a mom. God has made me a dad. And that's, that's what I love because I love Jesus. I used to be like the shyest person in the world, the most self-focused, selfish person in the world. And, and now I can't stop talking about Jesus because hallelujah, he's, you know, I'm following him and hallelujah, he's risen and he's made me into a fisher of men. And he said, go and make disciples of every nation. And that's, that's what I love to do now. You see, the, the point is Jesus makes a difference. And all of a sudden, he makes a difference not only in you personally, but in your relationship with uh, society, if you will, with the culture that you're in, if you will. Now, but the culture might be going one way, and that, and that way is sinful. But the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. You see, the world is crucified unto me. Uh, the world is, you might say, accursed unto me. And that's a finality. You're... you're God leaves us in the world, but we're no longer of the world because we're his people. We're, we're, his, we're his children. We're his church. Now, we're in this world and we function in this world, 
but we're not of this world any longer. And that's because of Jesus Christ. And there's an absolute finality to that. And if you're born again, if you're saved, you can't go back even if you tried. You can't go back even if you tried because God pulls you back. God convicts and God pulls you back. But there's this finality to it. And then it changes that second part, that I unto the world. The world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. The world doesn't look at you the same way it used to. I know a lot of Christians, and I, I actually personally went through this, where um, relationships just sort of imploded, for lack of a better term, on themselves, because Jesus had changed me. And I know that this happened, this, is, this sort of thing has happened in, in a lot of uh, born-again people that I know, that Jesus changed them, and all of a sudden, uh, the, the friends didn't really want to hang out with them anymore. All of a sudden, uh, family uh, the family dynamics were completely different, and things changed there. And all of a sudden, um, uh, jobs changed, uh, careers changed. Uh, and just everything sort of changed because Jesus Christ changed them. And, and in a way, um, uh, the world sort of started to distance itself. It started to distance itself. And, that's, and that is this very verse in operation. That's very, this very verse in effect. Because we, we as born-again Christians, we as people who are trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ and, and who have been changed by the Lord Jesus Christ, who have been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, who have the Spirit within uh, the Holy Spirit within us because of the Lord Jesus Christ. In a way, we're, we're crucified to the world and, and we're sort of accursed in the eyes of the world. There's this difference. You see, the Bible says, and um, Paul, you know, hallelujah, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he wrote in the book of Colossians that Jesus Christ translated us from one kingdom to another. We're, we were translated out of darkness and into the kingdom of God. And Jesus Christ sort of picked us up and he took us from one place and he put us into another place. And so, again, I keep, I keep on sort of coming back to it in this broadcast, but but we're in the world, but we're not of the world anymore. We don't operate the same way anymore. Uh, we we have we have a different father. Uh, for one thing, we've got you know our, our father is God, and uh, quite honestly and quite frankly, um, uh, with the weight of scripture behind it, the father of the world is the devil. And all of a sudden, the dynamic changes. Our day to day, moment by moment, hour by hour walk in the world. And the, the dynamic completely shifts because of Jesus Christ and because of what he did. And it's just part of being born again. Hallelujah. But really, my point here today is that Jesus Christ makes a definite, clear, immediate, final difference in the life of somebody who's been born again, in the life of somebody who's been saved, in the life of somebody who has has heard the gospel preached and and hallelujah the lord just showed them that they're lost and that they're in their sin and that they need to be saved and they in the simplicity of that just called upon the name of the lord and hallelujah he is faithful to save and he is also faithful to make this sort of difference this sort of radical difference 
in a person's life. And if you look at it, it's it's you know radical is really may may not even be the best term for it because it's just sort of normal. And this is what God does in people. God you know takes people who were sinners and God makes them into saints. And it's by Him and it's by Jesus every step of the way, every step of sanctification, every step of growing into a fuller stature of Christ, of growing in maturity in Christ, every step is by faith in him. Every step is you hearing the word of God and saying, yes and amen, yes and amen, yes and amen, yes and amen. And hallelujah, that word is mixed with faith and it profits you and it makes a difference in you. And, and all of a sudden, you are just radically different. And I, you know, I come back to that word because it's it's such a pronounced difference that Jesus Christ makes. I mean, um, I mean, he he gives you every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, and you get pulled into direct relationship with God by what He did on the cross, and by what He did after the cross as well. And that's a whole other message, but. Christianity doesn't um, Christianity doesn't stop at the cross, but in a way it begins at the cross. Because if you're saved and if you're born again, then, then you have been to the cross. And you have been crucified with Christ. But hallelujah, Jesus himself did not stop at the cross, but he rose again on the third day. And you share in his resurrection. And so as a Christian today... Uh, we all, we go back and we testify that, hallelujah, Jesus Christ bore my sins at the cross. And we testify of that, and it's in the past tense. And then from that moment on, and my moment was the evening of October 10th of 2010. From that moment on, the focus is on life. The focus is on life after the cross. The focus is on walking with Jesus minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, the focus is on walking with him, for he is a risen savior. He laid down his life, he died on the cross, yes, but he rose again. And in the same way, your old man was crucified with Christ on that cross, but you are alive unto God through Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. And I'll end the program with this, uh, with a reading from Romans chapter 6. Let me flip there in my Bible. Romans chapter 6, beginning in verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah and amen. I hope the program today has been an encouragement to you. And I want to thank you so much for listening. This has been the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. Again, I hope it was an encouragement. Please do reach out to us. Redeeming the lost at iCloud.com. We'd love to know who you are and we'd love to know where you are in the world and we'd love to know what the Lord is doing in you. But redeeming the lost at iCloud.com is our email address. 
And I do want to say that we are a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle. Uh, we're a Baptist church and we're located in King, North Carolina. And you can get more information on the church at gbtministries.com. That is the church's website, gbtministries.com. And if you're close, if you're nearby, if you're in the area, we would love to meet you in person. And you can find service times and you can find locations on that website as well. Again, this has been the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. Thank you and the Lord bless you.